Welcome back, everyone. We are The Three Podcast. Enjoy. Okay, so yeah, did you see that AOC is raising money for Texas and basically doing Ted Cruz's job that he can't and won't do? I I did not actually see that, but it doesn't surprise me that AOC is like, you know what, I'll take care of my district and I'll take care of yours at the same time since you won't. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I did see a blurb on Facebook. Um, but yes, what I did hear, though, on uh, the national news is a somebody interviewed Ted Cruz and he said to them yeah he's like when I sat down on the plane seat I realized this probably wasn't a good idea <laughs> I don't really think he had that thought until he was called on it well that's what I suspect and you know let's back that up a second uh-huh. I think he he just didn't give a shit is what i think now that's only an opinion okay but how how it's like one of those things that's in the back of your mind and you know you really shouldn't do it but you do it mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. that's what i, I mean like i mean i get technically like yeah we, we like somewhere in the recesses of like somewhere in ted cruz maybe he was like, I mean, I'm sure like if he actually paid attention to those places of, you know, compassion and empathy, you know, that would have made more sense to him. But- Ted Cruz never really struck me as the sort of fella to be, you know, honest with himself ever. <laughs> <No>. You think? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I, I, uh, uh, Women's March is actually doing a defund Ted Cruz where they're finding, um, donors because this is it's public knowledge who donates to campaigns and these are donors who donated a thousand dollars or more and they give you a name and an address and you write them a letter to stop um supporting him and also ask for a refund of their donation to his campaign so i've done that and i'm going to do another one this week cool um yeah i've been sharing it on um our instagram feed if anybody wants to participate or you can just go to the women's march um instagram or website nice Yep. Nice, yeah, nice, I, nice. I, I think, yeah, Ted Cruz needs to know how much of an asshole his, you know, he is because of that particular behavior. Yep. He is not doing his job to serve the people. Nor is uh, now citizen, as he would love to be called, Tim Boyd. Oh, oh okay. All right. So <laughs> that just like wipes our memory from... Okay. He is now a citizen, huh? He is yeah. now a citizen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this shit. Yeah, um, if y'all haven't been following, uh, Tim Boyd was the mayor of Colorado City, Texas. Note, was the mayor. Um, let me just read to you what he what he posted. Please do. Let me hurt some feelings while I have a minute. No one owes you are your family anything, nor is it the local government's responsibility to support you during trying times like this. Sink or swim, it's your choice. The city and county, along with power providers, 
or any other service owes you nothing, in all caps. I'm sick and tired of people looking for a damn handout. If you don't have electricity, you step up and come up with a game plan to keep your family warm and safe. If you have no water, you deal without and think outside of the box to survive and supply water to your family. If you are sitting at home in the cold because you have no power and are sitting there waiting for someone to come rescue you because your lazy is direct result of your raising. Only the strong will survive and the weak will perish. Folks, God has given us the tools to support ourselves in times like this. This is sadly a product of a socialist government where they feed people to believe that the few, in all caps, will work and others will become dependent for handouts. Am I sorry that you have been dealing without electricity and water? Yes. But I'll be damned if I'm going to provide for anyone that is capable of doing it themselves. We have lost sight of those in need and those that take advantage of the system and mesh them into one group. Bottom line, quit crying and looking for a handout. Get off your ass and take care of your own family. Bottom line, don't a part of problem, be a part of the solution. Wow. First, what? first, who the hell is he actually talking to? Because none of that makes any sense. Uh, yeah, no, it doesn't. Second off, we don't live in a prehistoric age where people have the resources to go start a fire and find their clean water. What century do we live in? First off. I think it's 2021, but it's been okay. stretching out pretty well, 21st long. 21st so century here, but yeah, 21st century. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that, I listened to that and, and I'm like, well, hang on. First of <laughs> pause, time out. Yeah, time out here. Um, people pay for the water and the electricity. That's bing, on, bing, 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 that, bing. that right there is on the utilities mm -hmm. and like how did that get mixed up with this whole thing about people being lazy and not taking care of their families like who, who exactly is doing that because I kind of look at that and go is that what you're doing Mr. Boyd right because like where the fuck did that particular thought come from to get meshed in with what's actually happening it's that particular did, note's a shit show did the democrats yeah. bring the bad weather to texas just to fuck with them what like i don't i don't understand what it, like this is so callous and cold and heartless to say for people who are literally like starving and freezing potentially to death and there has been deaths mm-hmm yeah, I was like, listening to it on the news. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It is devastating. They're just starting to get power back. Just now. Wow. Even just this whole idea of the city and county, along with power providers and any other service owing you nothing, you're paying for a service. They owe you the service that you are paying for. And the city and county... You pay them taxes 
Of course they owe you You pay the state taxes. You You pay pay, federal taxes. You pay this guy's fucking, uh, this guy's fucking salary. You are a public servant, sir. Remember the servant part of that. But but the thing is that the, that just strikes me as so odd is that what he wrote makes absolutely no sense when you read it. It's nope, like no. taking two different ideas and shoving them together that they don't even fit anywhere. That's the part t- that sticks out to me. Can you can you can you identify those two parts that just for the the listeners? Well, that the the first part where he he's saying about the utility companies basically don't owe people anything. Okay. That doesn't make sense because again, like we, we pointed pay for out, it. people pay for the, the utilities for that service to be brought into their homes. Yep. But it's like all meshed up in this idea of how do you say it? Like laziness and pull yourself up by the bootstraps idea and take and, care of your family and, and all take care of your ish. family like go out and and find Chop you know down your like tree water and, and water. that doesn't it, it doesn't make any sense if you look at what's happening yeah no it's not like we're pioneers in like the like the 1700s or something like no one has the ability capability or resources and it wasn't the people's problem to go insulate like for example the windmills that stopped working because someone decided to take cheap cuts and not actually do what they were supposed to do and insulate them so they did work or work on the power grid and actually have it connected to the rest of the power grid and i forget what it's called like that was a huge problem what well, right there's several there's several different power grids that there's very uh, a few very large power grids, and what Texas decided to do is deregulate and handle all of their electricity within the state. And because I mean they have they have um, oh it was only El Paso that didn't do that, and they had power the right El Paso's time, right? on the bigger on the bigger power grid. Yep, El Paso mm-hmm. lost lost electricity for a few hours, and they were oh, fine. Okay. okay. But the fact the fact is that they never they never designed these deregulated power grids to survive win- a winter storm like this. Yep. It was not done, which looks when I look at that, I'm going, ah, they were trying to save money. Yep. Because that's the only that's the only thing that like makes any they're sense. trying to save money. And they, and so that they make more money. Mm-hmm. Not to mention it's not like this wasn't that this was some kind of a surprise. Oh no, no. There wasn't. have been storms like this over the years. There have been cold snaps. There have I think they there I think the most recent one was like 2010 that was on this level of severity. So it's not like they were completely in the dark. Oh, this is a freak storm no this actually this happens and they should have been prepared for it right and they the weren't. worst part about it is all he had to do was supply information for people so they could take care of themselves that's all he had to do because uh, so there's a youtuber named uh bow of the fifth column and he talks about this it's, it's an amazing video we'll link it for you but in the beginning he actually lays out 
how to take care of yourself in really cold weather when you're at home and you don't have electricity and you don't have water. And that is all that dude had to freaking do this mayor. Yep. That's it. Right. And then he could yeah. resign if you want. You know, he's going to do it anyway, apparently. You know, honestly, I was on the uh, today. I was actually on the website for Happy Planner. And they have like, you know, they have like a clearance sale going on. I was just checking it out. Their website has that information on it because a website that sells planners better understood their uh, better, better understood that people just need to get this information than the fucking mayor. This kind of shit, obviously, we're not just seeing with mayors, are we? No, we're not. Nope. Or not, not just, not even just, and not just senators, not just senators. Yeah, remember that that uh, that person who used to be in office last year? What was oh. his name? He who must not be named. Yes, that one. <laughs> that one. That, that one that we the put ex, up for impeachment again. The ex president. Yeah, ex president. Uh, he's like that. He's like that ex that like you just want to forget ever existed and just like block in your phone and. Right. Let's let's learn. Let's learn the lesson and move on. He's not. He's not the ex that you're like. Maybe I'll text him at some point. No, just go over there, dude. Just stay far, far away. <laughs> this is the one you unfriend on every every social media platform, even on your Venmo, and block them, and then block their number. Yes. Yeah. That's the type of ex this president is. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because, I mean, because the reality is, like, the mayor, Texas, uh, I mean, the whole system is obligated to those people because mm -hmm. it's the, that's how we survive as a society. Right. Yes. As we take care of one another. Exactly. Literally why society exists. Another, another kind of shitty piece that I just heard tonight is of course they're bitching about Biden not going down to Texas oh for the love of God and what Biden said he's like look he's like I don't want to go down there right now because if a president goes to someplace like that it's like it's it's a fucking big deal and they have to make room for him, the security, everything. And he's like, look, I don't want to be a burden down there. No, right. that's it was, what the, the man attention said. We've removed from, right. Cause like the attention, he understands his position. He understands the, the office in which he fills. He understands the office of presidency that yes, if he, he was to go down, the attention would be removed from taking care of the people and mm -hmm. then all and the press would be about him. And yes. it's not about yeah. him. It's not even about Ted Cruz. It's not even about this this freaking mayor that decided to be a absolute POS and not give a crap about his job or being paid by the people who pay for him to do his job or the people I don't know if our mayors mayors are elected. Maybe that's a dumb yeah, question. Mayors elected. are elected, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that makes it yeah. easy. Okay, I never actually thought about it until now. Um, okay. <laughs> it was just never crossed okay. my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's like, wow, the difference there. Like the like that's a that is a huge difference of how yeah, someone so let's call it a stark a stark contrast. Yeah. yeah, 
just uh, also to make the contrast, uh, Ted Cruz did have the police escort him to the airport so he could leave for Mexico. Instead See, that's of, what you I'm know- saying. That's what I'm saying. He knew what he was doing. He knew exactly he would what not the have fuck asked, he was doing. He would not have asked for a police escort if he just like stu- stupidly went on that trip. Oh no, 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 I don't no, think no, he's no, no, no. I don't think he's stupid. Oh no, no, no. That that was that was inte- that was de- absolutely deliberate was thought out and when he started he started to get shit about it, yeah, he came back home. And he has now lied about what was going through his head and when it went through his head. I, I can't prove it, but the very fact that he decided to have a police escort Mm-hmm. Right. Come on. He knew what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. He just wasn't going to be honest with himself about it. And he wasn't going to be honest with anybody else about it. The until, same his patty, until his hand got caught in the cookie jar, you know? Yes. And his patties got smacked. Yeah. And oh, then he's oh, like, no, no. Oh, I, oh, I, I know what it know. dawned on me. It dawned on me when I sat down in the, in the seat in the plane. I, I don't. See, my question to him is how does that change anything? It does. Yeah. You still did it. Yeah. You're still responsible for what you did, regardless of when you had the realization that, you know, maybe this is pretty fucked up. We've been seeing that across the board, though, where we have. It's like ex-president Ted Cruz. Um, I don't know. Whole Len Helm other... out here with names. Oh, you know Lindsay, Lindsay Graham. Uh, Mitch McConnell. What? Mitch, Mitch McConnell. McConnell. I mean, there's we could go on and on on with the names, but the fact of the matter is, like, they don't they don't see that one that they're responsible for what they they do, that there should be any consequences, and that they have any obligation to the people who elected them. Right. Now, they, the Republican Party, at least the ones that are still backing Trump. Um, they're they're just looking to have Trump's the people that Trump that voted for Trump, which is even like a more That's strange, insane. bizarre thought. Uh, yeah. I mean, they they went out. They they followed Trump's word, and then put your lives in danger on January six, and Trump left everyone in congress for dead mm-hmm. everyone even mike pence Especially and then while it was mike going pence. on tweeted that mike pence and i don't remember the exact tweet was basically a, like a horrible person and a traitor in that all this shit while the insurrection was happening while also trying to trying to say one of the things that was said during the impeachment trial was that Trump had no idea what was going on or that or that Mike Pence was in any kind there was any kind of safety issue for Mike Pence and not only was that proven false by people saying no he was told there's also the fact that Everybody in the country was watching this shit play out on live TV. And you cannot yeah, fucking tell me that come Trump on, wasn't glued to that TV the entire time. 
you cannot tell me that he wasn't watching every single moment of that. Well, there were, I mean, there were the day that it happened, there were reports um, of Trump watching it and saying that he was, he was like happy watching it, but he was disappointed because the people looked like losers. That, that, that's, that's out there for the whole world to see. So he can't say that he wasn't watching it and he didn't, that he didn't know what was going on. Now, come on. I'm, I'm sorry. He's the president. I'm going to, this sounds exactly like our episode three. He is the president. He the is president the president of the United States. And he didn't know an insurrection was happening. How many feet away from the white house? How far away is the white house from, from Congress? I have no idea. It's not far. It's exactly. not far. It's very, and it's very he's close. The president. The president, the president who has top intelligence, top military intelligence, secret military intelligence within the Pentagon, like all of that, yes. all of the secrets. He holds the codes to the nuclear, the nuclear codes. And he didn't know an insurrection was going on a hundred fucking yards or whatever. An Are insurrection going on in his name. Mind you. Yes. Secret <laughs> Secret mean, Service. I mean, wow. Secret Service would have told him. Oh, they had to have. I'm sorry. Like, how could you not have? The like, fucking TV would have told him. I mean, I mean, they, I mean, they, they, pr- they laid all of this out during the impeachment trial. I mean, they the, did. The, yes. the footage, even unseen footage. I mean, it was way worse than we had initially thought. Like, as yeah. all this information was coming out, the violence was way worse. The close encounters with, like, for example, I think it was Mitt Romney, I believe, had a super, with another, oh, se- another yeah. senator, I can't remember, like, had a super close encounter. Like, AOC came out about her encounter on Instagram, not part of the impeachment trial, but still, you guys should go watch that. Um, I mean, it, I, I, damn. It was intense to watch that, because I, me and Lynn had both basically watched the entire trial Mm -hmm. it was it was very intense to watch and the uh that was the point Mm -hmm. that was the point that the house managers were trying to make by showing exactly what happened that day yep to the people who lived it i mean they they time stamped everything they did, yeah. They timestamped everything. They showed what was going on outside while it was going on, while while the Senate and House proceedings were going on inside. They showed exactly what was happening, and they didn't pull any punches. And basically, basically what they did was they laid it out. They laid yep. it all out on the table to people who lived it. And some of those people- And the people, whole nation- and the whole nation, yes. And some of those people, like Ted fucking Cruz and Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and a very long list of other Republican senators refused to actually be honest with themselves about what they experienced that day. Well, I suspect that they were scared shitless. I suspect they were too. And one way that people deal with those types of things is denial. And those are the types of people we cannot have in Congress. If they can't, I'm, look, 
if you don't have the balls to deal with reality, you do not deserve to have that position. Uh, that is an understatement. That very much is an understatement. You know, now, I did not get to watch majority of the impeachment trial just because of work. I did watch the final day um, okay. and did get to hear some of Jamie Raskin, which the man, the man is brilliant and passionate about his work. And something that I was thinking about as I was watching the final day was from the beginning, they were fairly certain they weren't going to have uh, enough Republicans yeah. to convict Trump. Mm. Yeah, I was already decided, basically. So the amount that they that the the managers prepared and the the absolutely brilliant um, video, I mean, video, the way they constructed everything and what I saw to me, what it looked like they were doing is, OK, it's highly unlikely we're going to convict Trump, but by God, we are going to make sure the American people know what happened. Yes. Yep. yep. And we are going to make everybody else who's watching this, who refuses to deal with what happened as uncomfortable as possible and make, by God, make sure that they remember this because yep. they have, they have to deal, they have to live with that fact. Yep. Because as we talked about back in episode nine, the first time we talked about Jamie Raskin, that man actually understands the bigger picture. He oh, looks yeah. at the bigger picture. He sees yeah. he sees the bigger long-term goal here. And while I'm sure he would have loved for the senators to, you know, actually convict Trump and keep him from running again, he knew basically what was going to happen. And he, along with the other managers who were also, who were also incredibly brilliant, but he basically stood up there and laid it out for the people to fully understand and grasp what happened. Right. And 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 something else, too, is at the end end of the, the trial, when the senators voted, there was you had then no doubt because of the, each way the senators voted, you knew where they stood. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it's like. What what the managers did um, was, as I think, absolutely. Again, I think it was absolutely brilliant. Oh yeah, because it not not only told everybody, showed everybody what actually happened and when it happened, and the devastation of what happened. Mm -hmm. They then at the end knew where everybody was. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we and I we did I think flip a one Republican. Was it Pat Toomey? Oh, it was actually, actually two. It was burned to me. That's it. Yep. Yeah. They, because, yep, their statements, like they, there was, the article I had read was from Burr. There was actually audible, like, gasps yeah. from him. He yeah. was like, he had no idea. Interestingly enough, when, when the count was done, when the vote was done, mm -hmm. they also said that that was the most bipartisan vote in history i think there was one back in like the 1800s oh wow yeah mm -hmm. as far as impeachment trial i mean 
it's kind of like um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about unity here a little bit because it's been on my mind, and people have been definitely this whole bipartisan stuff and like, well, if not everybody. The thing is, like, unity is not about pleasing people or getting everyone to be happy about something. It's just mm -hmm. having someone tell you where they stand and being able to actually accomplish a thing together. Even mm -hmm. like we didn't we didn't we didn't convict Trump. But the fact is that we were the most bipartisan we've been since ever. Whatever. Since yeah, ever. Eight, basically. 18 something. We can look it up. But yeah, it was like 18 yeah. something. That that's unity. That's actually what you you have to fight to get to that point, though. Mm -hmm. That was actually a. That's actually what what actually finding unity looks like. That trial because you knew that Raskin and his team had done their job. They had done the work. They had put together a brilliant way to talk about it. They didn't blame anybody. They didn't even right. pull in the senators or the re representatives that were were working, wanted to work, still work with Trump and still agreed with Trump. They didn't even bring that up. They left all of that out, basically. Mm -hmm. And they done their due diligence. And that's how you know what side you need to stand on. In, for, in my opinion, maybe. But there's no blame. There's no pointing fingers. There's no making people feel bad about it or dragging people under the bus. Well, no, it exposes facts. It exposes reality. It was that was bare bones. Here's where here's where it's where it's at. Mm -hmm. Here's reality. No blame. No fantasy. No obfuscating. Yeah. Just yes. This is the footage. This is the timeline. This is what happened. This is what's been happening. And that was actually big. The bigger point was they actually laid out all of the facets that led up to the insurrection because the defense was basically trying to be like, no, 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 no. Well, obviously like if you're pulling all this, these tweets in from, from back then, how could it, he have Trump have done this? And it's like, what are you talking about? It was crazier than that on that last okay. day. Um, oh, you heard that? I didn't hear that part, the last part. The, the last day when Trump's attorney, which I'm sorry, this is, his name eludes me at the moment. David Schoen or Bruce Castor? I think it was Schoen. Schoen is, Schoen's the one who's like, Schoen's the one who was way more like articulate and Bruce Castor was the one who was like way off like, what is he even talking about? <laughs> Yeah, I think it was I think it was showing. Uh and it was it was in the closing the closing remarks. Mm -hmm. And he got up there and well, his the whole thing was about blaming the impeachment managers. And the one thing that he said, I mean this this stuff sounded just like Trump. It because it was so so far out in fantasy land but he what he said is uh the managers created those twitter accounts and put fake tweets up so that they could present them i'm like am uh, i hearing am i what? am i honest to god hearing this i don't know how you could like literally if you just like uh, 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 what what 
even that's insane like but the thing is what it did is it showed such a stark contrast um between reality and fan and over here in fantasy land yep yeah that's true you you could you could actually you could actually see the difference because of that you know i'm not some kind of a legal expert or anything but i feel like if you were to try to make that argument in like a regular court of law oh hell no that the judge would hold you in fucking contempt (laughs) like that's so far outside of like what like you The funnier part is every single one of those tweets they brought up from Trump, I knew about every single one Mm -hmm. of those tweets because it was in the media, circulating the media. We've been watching Trump's tweets since the, before he even got the presidency. Right. So wait, you're telling me, you're like, you're really trying, (laughs) what are you trying to do here? Like, I I understand why Raskin slash doing the, um, the witnesses. I get why. It It would have diluted his entire case. Yeah. Their entire case. What he did was exactly what he should have done. I knew that they weren't going to actually go ahead with the witnesses when uh, Lindsey Graham changed his vote to, yes, there should be witnesses. Yeah. I was like, yeah, at this point, there's there's not going to be. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. They were, yeah, they were going to try and... Because, I mean, basically what the defense would have ended up doing is throwing out more and more and more and more lies and blame and obfuscating and, you know, gaslighting. Because that's what they did the last part. They just gaslit the American people with that Black right. Lives Matter stuff. But They were gaslighting well, oh, the whole and, time. Right. And <laughs> speaking yeah, of Black true. Lives Matter, that was the other part uh, at that, at the end of the impeachment trial and the closing arguments, what mm-hmm. they, what the attorney did was set it up to blame the black lives matter protesters back in the summer that they were the reason that the insurrection happened and how does that work exactly in their minds cuz that would be my because question. they were they were burning they were tearing down sacred monuments and they were burning stores and it, it was so far nonsense. taken out of context, yeah. but yeah, he so literally far. he literally constructed it, his argument to blame them, and blame them for the insurrection and for the way those people acted on January sixth. Now explain that one to me. So that so basically Trump Trump was not was totally off the hook. Yeah, completely, completely. It, it it just it blows my effing yeah. mind. Jesus, it just like I I think about it, and it makes my head hurt. Like he's the president of the United States who has spit vitriol, lies, and gaslighting, and pointing blame, pointing fingers didn't do his job, has never done his job, has never cared about anyone but himself and his cronies and money, you're going to tell me that Black Lives Matter that was protesting years of systematic racism caused the insurrection? That's what they did. Okay. 
Um, they basically yep, that's an alternate reality. They basically continue Trump's gaslighting. You know, and all the Republicans needed to do was band together with the Democrats, and they would have been safe from all of this shit. Pretty much. That's all they had to do. Actually stand for something. Yeah. Because they don't. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, uh, I mean, at the end, I I did actually listen to Mitch McConnell's bullshit, I'm going to call it, Uh, because that's what it was, where he was like, well, I voted to not convict him, but of course Trump did it. Uh, No, what you just said means absolutely nothing. What it tells me is you stand nowhere and so you fall for everything. You cannot play both sides of this field because that's not how this works. Mitch McConnell was, he's the one who asked to have the impeachment papers filed after Trump left office. Yep. Yep, that was intentional too. So they can make the unconstitutional case. So they can try and make it look worse than it actually was. Yeah. So just that, just that whole argument of, well, you can't, he, like McConnell, McConnell was just going on about how um, impeachment is removal from office and we can't vote to remove him from office because he's already, he's not in office anymore. But it's like, dude, you blocked the fucking vote. You blocked it from going forward before he left office. You're trying to have your cake and eat it too while insisting that your hand isn't in the cookie jar yourself. Yep. It's all, it's, it's, it's all moves. It's all, it's all that behind the scenes stuff that people a lot of times don't pay attention to. Like, you know, it's the same thing with all the, the voting regulations that were put in place for right before the election in Pennsylvania. So they couldn't Mm -hmm. count ballots beforehand. Same fucking shit. They set it up to try and force the election to go to Trump by causing doubt and then going around and blaming it. That, I mean, that's what they did. You can literally track it. That's what they've been doing for years. The best part is it's not like we all couldn't see this coming because if you go back like our last episode that we recorded in October that we just released last week, we talk about basically what we think Trump's going to try to do. And guess what? He did every single one of those things. Yep. And they were, but they were turned, luckily, luckily they were turned down by the courts and they were turned down by the Supreme courts too. Yeah. Which was surprising. Yeah. I will say Amy Coney Barrett did actually surprise me by, you know, having, having the fucking balls to stand somewhere even even though she was being appointed by someone who was saying, no, I appointed you, so you're going to do what I say. Yeah, nope. and she didn't. She didn't. So, I mean, surprise the f- hell out of me. Yep. I mean, that. I mean, that's – look, that's really all we need is for people to pick – basically, they, the Republicans just had to jump ship all at the same time. One, two, three, jump, and they would have been fine. We would have been like, welcome you guys over, and we could have figured shit out and – we would have been on our merry way for change. But yeah. you know what? This is where we're at. And that's, you know, honestly, it's okay too, because I, like we've been, you know, like we said, you know, and I, I believe that Raskin did leave a lasting imprint with what he did with, and him and those managers did with that, with that trial. Right. Absolutely. And what, and because of 
the technological age, the age that we live in, that will be that will be everywhere. Yep. Yep. For anyone to find. It's not mm-hmm. hidden, it's not secret, it's not written in a book somewhere. I mean, it can be pulled up in videos. Um, it can be seen at any time. And it's literally in living color. And that that is what stands the test of time. What happened what happened in that trial can be seen forever. Mm-hmm. And the very fact that the Republicans didn't stand anywhere and their party is so fractured at this point. Yep. Well, they censured every single person that voted too. They did. They voted to impeach. That's going that ha that's going to have and is having a ripple effect. Now where yep. that where that comes out at who knows at this point uh, maybe you know some people can actually you know see where that might end but you know we're at we're at this we're at this crossroads um and we've talked about it as that paradigm shift yep and over this last 12 months or so because of being in the pandemic because of the elections um, because of the BLM protests, because of all of the things that we've seen, all of what we've experienced, um, it has really been a catalyst for this, this, this shift that's occurring and the fracturing of the Republican Party. You got to keep an eye on it because like where, where is it that you stand? What do you stand for? Mm-hmm. And it's really important to figure that out. Because if you have a place, if you have some place to stand and it's solid ground and it's based on reality, you're, you're gonna be Right. It's like and, and that's where that that in where where that influence well, basically people people take notice to that. Yeah. Especially people who are on the fence. Because look, look, there's at this point, people people were devastated. Anybody who was like Republican were like, "My God, you know, like Trump lied to us." Yep. Those particular people, they're looking for solid ground. They're looking for that real tile. They're looking for that real tile. Funny you should say that. Funny you should say that. But uh, yes, we all need yeah. to find our own version of the real tile. So we have somewhere to stand because, you know, paradigm shifts do not happen overnight. I think Mm-mm. I think we kind of we've hammered that that idea home. This is this is going to be this is a long haul journey, but we have to keep. Well, I said this in the last one, so this is appropriate to keep challenging ourselves mm-hmm. to keep moving forward and keep every single day f- just finding the next step that you got to take whatever that journey is for you and i think it's really important like for me like i've been you know donating to certain places when i can i've been calling my calling senators i've been signing petitions you know i think you know during the pandemic i went and cleaned up trash by myself like all those little things all those steps forward all those things challenging yourself outside of your comfort zone and asking the questions and reaching out to people and just being like, this is where I'm at with it. Yep. 
And another piece of that is like, look, the world is way bigger than what what goes goes on inside of our head. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I know it's it, I know it can be easy to you know get that micro focus of just what's happening in your life. Yeah. But when you can kind of open when you can open up that that view and see what's going on around you and where people need a hand and where people are are hurting where people like like just reach out what can you do and we've been saying this for a long time is like if you can get to that place of like what can I do where can I contribute yep you know that's that's extremely important yeah and the one thought just going through my head is to quote Hamilton for probably the millionth time on this podcast. <laughs> Go for it. We will continue <laughs> to quote Hamilton. We will continue to quote Hamilton, but if you stand for nothing, Burr, what do you fall for? Exactly. If you liked what you heard, please take a few minutes to go to iTunes to rate and review us. This really helps our podcast visibility and it helps us to grow as well. Also, besides the fact that we do love to hear from you guys. As far as seeing more of our content, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Three Podcasts, as well as on our website, the3podcast.com, where you can find blogs, resources, and episode transcripts. Until next time, The Three Podcasts, out.